We really want to be constantly sending those signals of safety to our brains as we are doing this work, um, because then we're going to be willing to... You are listening to the Decluttering Club podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mueller, and it's my mission to equip women to declutter their homes, their time, and their lives so that they can cherish what truly matters. You are listening to the Decluttering Club podcast, episode number eight, Clutter Blindness. Today, we're going to talk about clutter blindness. I think this is such an interesting topic because so many people are living with clutter and yet they don't even see that it's there and it's not impacting them in the way that they think. And I think this is so fascinating because when we understand what's going on, then we can take action about the problem if we want to. And we just understand so much more of what is actually happening inside our heads. So clutter blindness. What do I mean when I say clutter blindness? What I mean is literally not seeing the clutter that is in your home and all around you. Now, why is this a thing? I believe this stems from um, our brains having this self-defense mechanism. So it's a little bit like looking at a tree. If you look at a tree and you zoom in and you look up close, you're going to see thousands and thousands of leaves. You're going to see twigs. You're going, maybe you're going to see you know ants and different bugs and bark and all kinds of things on this tree. There's a lot going on on your regular everyday tree. However, if you step back and you just look, you're going to notice there's a tree and that's it. And your brain is really going to kind of um, compile or condense everything that's going on into the idea that this is a tree. You know, if you, it makes sense if you think about it. If your brain had to process everything that it could see on that tree all at once, um, you would overheat, you know, you would overload. There would be too much to take in at one point. So you cannot see all the leaves on the tree at once. You can zoom in and see a few leaves at a time, but you're not going to look at a tree and see 10,000 leaves. And it's like this inside of our homes with clutter. If your house has over time, if you've allowed the clutter to pile up over time, this is going to be a self-defense mechanism. And you may live in, let's say, your kitchen or let's say your, your bedroom has some piles of clothes and maybe it has some other things in there. Over time, they're going to kind of disappear. You're not going to notice them. You're just going to step around them. You know, your autopilot's going to help you navigate, but they're not going to register in your head. And again, this is a self-defense mechanism. If you had to look at your bedroom and every time you looked at your bedroom, you saw piles of whatever, then you're going to, sooner or later, you're going to be freaking out. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's too much input for your brain to digest. And so your brain says, I'm just going to kind of make it all one. And um, I'm not going to notice each individual item, right? Self-defense mechanism. Um, now this does work and it kind of puts us at ease with our clutter. However, the problem is that we do not completely forget about it. As you know, right? And each item in that pile or, you know, in that stack of papers or whatever it is, each of those things is still a to-do list, a to-do on our mental to-do list. Each item there is still something that we sort of feel like we need to process. We need to take care of. 
um, it's kind of hanging over our heads. And so we do not uh, discharge that emotional burden completely. It's still there. It's just in the background, right? It's a little bit like, like let's say you live on a very noisy street. And um, when you first moved in, the street was noisy and it kind of bugged you and it bothered you, but over time you got used to it. But there's still cars going by and there might be there's ambulances and police cars and sirens and people talking or whatever. It's still an annoyance and it's still um, having an impact on your brain and your emotional well-being. And then let's say you go to the country and it's quiet and you think, oh my goodness, I had no idea that my house was so loud. I was just used to it. But now I'm in a place where there isn't all this background noise and all of a sudden I can hear myself think and I feel so peaceful. This is what happens with clutter. So you may not see the clutter or you, you may be um, clutter blind to the things in your home, but they're still having an effect on you. They're still weighing on you and they're still contributing potentially very, very, um, very, uh, Possibly they're contributing to a sense of unease, a sense of, I need to do some things, I need to get some things done, right? But it's kind of a little bit in the background of our brains, and it's a little bit like that background noise that kind of irritates us and bugs us, but isn't really yelling that loud, right? So this is why we want to deal with it, because even though we may think, well, I don't really care, it's not really a problem, it's still probably having an effect on you. So what do you do about it? Okay, well, the first thing that happens to a lot of people if they basically open their eyes to the clutter is that they notice what's actually in their houses and they get very upset and they freak out and they get to be really anxious because when you do look and see, oh my goodness, there is a whole pile of stuff here or there or there's boxes or whatever it is, now all of a sudden... We, uh, we, we go the opposite, right? So before we weren't noticing anything, and now all of a sudden we're hyper aware. And not only are we hyper aware, but we're making this mean something terrible. We're making it mean we're lazy or that we procrastinated or that, you know, we're never going to get this cleaned up. And that doesn't feel very good. <laughs> that feels terrible. And so the first step, if you want to get out of clutter blindness is for you to notice and to realize that clutter blindness is a self-defense mechanism. It is protective. And so when you let that go, you're probably going to, you know, experience some effects of, uh, you know, feeling a little bit unsafe, of feeling a little bit upset. And that's okay, right? Because the truth is that things in your house are just things. They're papers, they're boxes, they're clothes. And they, they don't mean anything good or bad until we have a thought about them, until we tell, start telling a story about them. And that's when we can either feel motivated and um, encouraged, or we could feel terrible and discouraged, right? Same items in our house, but depending on the story that we're telling ourselves, we can go in one of two directions, okay? So these things are just things. And they don't mean anything about you. That's the first thing to know and realize. Even if your brain is kind of trying, is freaking out and is telling you, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. This is awful. Um, this is just more self-defense kicking in from your brain. Okay. So just realize it's totally normal to feel this way and um, it's okay. And you can do something about it. Okay. So the next step is I want you to zoom in and I don't want you to zoom again. We don't want to see the whole tree. Your brain can't process too much, 
right? So instead of looking at the whole kitchen or the whole basement, I want you to do what we call zooming in, right? So think of a camera. You're just going to zoom in. You're going to focus on one spot at a time, right? You're going to focus on one pile. You're going to focus on one drawer or one cupboard. And maybe even that's too big. And instead of focusing on the whole drawer, maybe you focus in on, you know, the left corner or, you know, that one, that, that top inch of that pile of papers. You just focus there, right? And then you work on that. You declutter. You let things go. If you have a lot of clutter, and I'm telling you, the thing to do is not to get organized. It's not to start organizing. It's not to buy any storage solutions. It is to let things go. Can these things leave your house? That should be your number one question. And um, I encourage you to get ruthless there. The more, the better, all right? You're going to declutter. Then you're going to keep it tight. You're going to keep it very short. I do not want you to spend all day. I do not want you to spend hours. I want you to do a little bit, set your timer. 10 minutes is a great, is a great um, time frame. Spend 10 minutes on that, that area that you've zoomed in on declutter, and I want you to finish. I want you to just tidy up. I want you to take out the trash. I want you to take out the donations. I want you to put things away. Even if you were in the middle and you're not done, I still want you to put it away. I want you to finish, and I want you to walk away and do something else. And then you can come back later. All right? And this is the process of decluttering, especially when we are beginning, and especially if this is a very emotional subject for you, I want you to take it small, take it very slowly, and build up momentum and gain confidence. And over time, you can go for longer periods of time, and you're going to get more practice, and it's going to start making sense. But at the beginning, or also if you're restarting, right, if you haven't been decluttering and things have piled up, I just want you to take it really slow. Right? And then I want you to finish. That finishing, that's the hard part sometimes. Getting started is also hard. But finishing can be very challenging. But I want you to finish, and then I want you to walk away. Right? This gives your brain signals, hey, we don't have to do this all day long. This can be something that we do in little bits and pieces. We can make progress when we take this slow, and it's totally fine. Right? We really want to be constantly sending those signals of safety to our brains as we are doing this work, um, because then we're going to be willing to continue. And, um, and that makes all the difference. And then the last thing I want you to keep in mind as you're going through this decluttering process is that you're going to want to learn maintenance. Maintenance means keeping up with the areas that you have decluttered. So maintenance is things like putting away your laundry. Maintenance is watching the dishes. Maintenance is clearing off the countertop that you cleared off yesterday. And maybe you cleared it off this morning, but someone put some stuff down and so it needs to be cleared off again. That is maintenance. That is not decluttering. Those are two different things. And when you can learn to incorporate maintenance into your life and put it on autopilot, then you don't have to muster up the, uh, the energy to do it. It's just going to happen automatically and you're not going to have to think about it. And maintenance is the key to a house that stays clean with so much less work. So maintenance is a really important thing to learn. 
We teach all of this inside of our membership. If you are not yet in the core membership, I invite you to join us. There is a link by this podcast or by this video where you can go and check us out. Um, We have one foundational training every single month where we teach you how to take this work and do it one baby step at a time. So we'd love to have you join us over in the core membership. That's what I have for you this week on clutter blindness. Are you finding yourself clutter blind? This happens to all of us at some time or another. So if this is happening to you, no worries. Just take action on those few steps that I shared with you and you will start to notice the clutter and then not only will you notice it, but you're going to be able to do something about it. All right. See you next time, everyone. Take care. That's all we have for you today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast? It would really help us get the word out. To start your decluttering journey, go to thedeclutteringclub.com forward slash start. That's the T-H-E decluttering club.com forward slash start.